Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing friendship with an Enneagram type nine. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is, well, honestly, all of these are, this is like rosebud thorn travel edition. All of these are related to travel because that's the theme of my life right now. But the rose is, I'm going to say travel credit cards. Y'all, this is something I was so scared of. And I think with good reason, you know, I think younger me could not play this game well, but current me is doing it well and I can trust myself and very responsible with it. And it has helped me so much to travel more and to travel nicer, to upgrade or to buy multiple plane tickets with points. It's just been very, very helpful. My thorn is that, you know, I love a 6 a.m. flight. I almost always book them. There's benefits to them, right? Like you rarely have your trip delayed because you're like the first ones of the day. It's not as crowded in the morning as it is in the afternoon. And it's just generally like an easier process. But I always forget that you have to wake up at 3 a.m. to do that. And catching up on sleep is always a mess. Like this past week, like I woke up at I think like 1.30 in the morning by accident because I was so anxious about sleeping through my alarm that I couldn't sleep. So I just like woke up at 1.30, could not go back to sleep. And I got three hours of sleep that night. And then like catching up on that sleep has been such a journey. It's hard to know if it's worth it or not. You know, if I could go to bed at like what, like six, I guess it would be, but you know, no one can do that. That's that, that's my thorn. My bud is that we are heading to Chicago for Thanksgiving and I am so excited. And it's Thanksgiving for you today. I'm in Chicago when you're listening to this. Happy Thanksgiving to you, by the way. I hope that it's treating you well. And I'm just going to spend the day thinking about how grateful I am for all of you. All right, let's talk about friendship with an Enneagram type nine. So first thing first, what are they bringing to the table? What are the things that we can learn from our type nines? How can we be influenced by them? What do we appreciate about them? Number one, they're typically open-minded and non-judgmental. I love that in the nines in my life when they speak up and kind of just say, you know, I don't really talk about people like that or like that's that's not something that like, well, have you thought of this? Have you seen this perspective? Or I don't care what other people do, <laughs> like whatever it is. 
it always reminds me of like who I want to be, which is definitely someone who's like open-minded and non-judgmental and just lets people live, you know? And, and I love the nines in my life who remind me of that. Second, they're quietly caring for others. And what I mean by this is they're not doing kind of like the two thing where they give in order to receive, where there's like an attachment to what they're doing. It's typically just who they think a good person would do. You know, it's just kind of like, well, I'm easygoing, so I can sacrifice for you. And there's not a lot of expectation attached to that. And I think that that's something we all could use, right? It's just like, how do I give without expectation? And as someone on the receiving end of that, it's lovely, right? It's not always best for the nine, which we'll get into, but as a friend to a nine, it can be a really lovely thing to receive that kind of caring without expectation. Number three is they're typically very easy going. Like they don't get bent out of shape over certain things, you know, things that maybe I would get bent out of shape with. They kind of, I love as a seven, I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things I wanna try. And I love having friends who are like, yeah, let's do that weird thing. Why not? You know, I'll I'll go with you to do that weird thing. And they're like willing to try new experiences with me and don't typically have like a sense of like, is this judgment toward it? You know, they're just kind of there for the experience and they're going to have the time that they have. Number four, you can introduce them to anyone. This is my favorite thing about the nines in my life is like, I know no matter where we go, no matter who I'm introducing them to, they are going to charm the heck out of those people. Like everyone's gonna love them. We're all gonna have a great time. It's just the easiest thing ever to bring a nine to a thing. They tend to just be easy to get along with, right? Like they're just easy to be around them. You know, from like my very specific, you know, right-wing family to my leftist communist friends, like that energy, like they kind of, float between those places and I think for a lot of my life I was someone who kept my friendships very compartmentalized and it was only really my nines who I would like bring everywhere with me because they could blend but like everyone else it was it felt really stressful to like mix and mingle those people um but I knew I could always bring the nines like everyone was gonna love them All right, and then finally, they allow you to influence them, and they're such good teachers about that. That's something that I was, you know, I usually talk about in this section is just how a really healthy relationship requires you to influence each other, right? It requires you to allow that person to shift you. And when we think about, um, you know, that's there's an inevitability to that, right? Like you become like the five people you spend the most time with. We've all heard that said before, but if we aren't allowing the people in our lives who we love to impact us, then we typically are in resistance to them, which can make us resent them or frustrated by them just for being who they are, right? And I'm not saying that you need to have everyone in your life. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But the people that you do want in your life are should be the people you want to be more like, and therefore you should allow them to influence you right and so nines do this so naturally and so well and it's something that is like the thing they don't need to work on in relationship right they need to kind of work on the opposite whereas a lot of us need to allow people to influence us more they can really be great examples of that 
So let's talk about where our nines can expand or, you know, if you were a nine, this little section is for you. Like here's what's maybe not working for you or some things that you might wanna try. So the first thing is entering into new friendships with the mentality of, do I want this friendship? How does this friendship make me feel instead of do they like me? So oftentimes our nines are entering into relationships hoping that people will find them easy to be around, will find them charming or not even, you know, charming or likable, but more just like non-offensive, right? Like I, they don't, they're like, I hope they like me. And what I want for you type nines is to enter into these relationships with the mentality of do I like them? And how does this make me feel? Be conscious, be aware of like how the, in who you're spending time with impacts you so that you can make conscious decisions to spend time with people who, because you let people impact you, because you allow people to influence you, that is a great thing. But because of that, you need to be extra selective about who that is, right? Who those people are in your life because you are going to become more like them. So you wanna make sure that there are people who like lift you up, who listen to you, who advocate for you, who encourage you to show up exactly as you are and who don't discourage your process of becoming more you. Number two is, honestly, I'm gonna be really blunt here and I'm gonna try and speak in a way that you can like really absorb what I'm saying because I know you tend to be focused more on the experience of others than your experience. So I want to just really like focus on the experience of others in this thing that I want you to do for yourself, (laughs) okay? You need to interject in conversations and fully participate. Um, So meaning you don't only talk when someone asks you a direct question or when you're asking someone a question. Sometimes you just riff off of each other and you share in real time without a perfect back and forth. And the reason that I say this is because when we don't do this, it's actually harder on the other person. It puts the weight of carrying the conversation on to them. Um, or it puts you in the position of only being a listener and not getting to share who you truly are. So for, for me wanting things for you, I would say, I want you to be loved for the fullness of who you are and not have to be so careful about when you speak, how much you're speaking, what you're speaking about. I want you to be just like fully loved in your most raw, free form. But because I know that you're gonna listen more to how this impacts other people at first, I also wanna say it puts a lot of burden on the people you're in conversation with. So if you aren't willing to just share a story unprompted, then that person's going to have to carry the majority of the load of the conversation. And that can be really difficult. You know, it can make that relationship more strained because they have to work really hard to have a productive conversation with you. Um, And I can say as someone who's deeply curious about other people and is ultimately extremely fascinated by other people, I can find it really difficult when someone won't talk about themselves, right? If I ask you a question and you just answer like flat yes or no, or don't talk unless I ask you a question, I can find that really trying because I wanna know about you. I I find that fascinating. That's what's fun to me is knowing about you. Um, And so if I 
can't get you to talk about yourself and I have to talk about myself the whole time. Like you're going to leave feeling like I don't care about you. I'm going to leave feeling like that was really exhausting. And it's just, you're, you're missing each other, right? You both want to hear more from the nine, but you do have to interject a little bit, right? Of course, we all can work on asking better questions, not interrupting, paying attention when you're speaking, and you have to get more comfortable with talking for longer than feels natural, interjecting and sharing without being asked. All right, number three, conflict is totally necessary to maintaining long-term relationships. So what do we need to do in order to have healthy conflict, right? So um, pay attention to the relationships that you really want to preserve pick one, right? Start there and then focus on like, what does healthy conflict look like and how can I build my resilience in order to sustain that? Um, Maybe it's asking for breaks. Maybe it's taking deep breaths. Maybe it's writing it out before you sit down together. Maybe that's a little bit easier on your system. Whatever you need to do to build some resilience because it's it's a requirement, right? For long lasting friendships and any relationship, right? But I really think pick one that you want to make sure you sustain and stick that one out. Number three, when you're sad that someone isn't reaching out to you, reach out to them. That's real pretty straightforward, but a lot of times the nines in my life, you know, they feel hurt because they're feeling a loss of connection to someone, but they're not reaching out in that moment. And even if you've reached out the more the last the last you've reached out like the last five times if you're feeling a disconnection you can just reach out again right you don't have to keep score um and i will i just want to make sure that you know it's not typically about you if someone's not reaching out um you know there's if you've listened to all the episodes here there's a myriad of different reasons why different types aren't reaching out And it probably has nothing to do with how much they like you. You can trust that you are probably pretty dang likable. Um, You've probably not spoken too much. You've probably not said the wrong thing. You've probably not been overwhelming for them. That's not your problem, right? Some of us, that is our problem. That's not really yours. More likely, they're just kind of focused on something else right now. And you just need to remind them that you care about them and that you're there and ask them a question, let them ask you a question. You know, one of my my nine friends in my life, she just sends me little moments, you know, there doesn't have to be context. She'll just send me like, hey, this thing happened today. And I love that because then I get to hear from her. I get to respond to that. I get to know what's going on with her life. But I don't think it comes naturally for her, right? I think she has to consciously be like, I should share this. You know, I wish I missed this person. I, I think it's much more thinking about it, but I'm so grateful for it. So I just want you to know if you want someone to reach out to you, reach out to them. All right. Finally, so often the nines that I've talked with, when I say to ask for what you need or speak up, they worry that people will leave when they do that. And the thing is, I need you to get comfortable with that. Okay. We need to get comfortable with having a filter for who is in our lives. What do they bring to the table? If they leave when you have needs, Like, I want you to be at a place where you're like, thank God I find that out sooner rather than later, right? Like, the more I'm myself, the less they're excited to be here. Good information. We're a bad fit. 
our job as people is not to become so palatable that we don't set people off or we don't push people away. The goal is actually to push the right people away so that we can figure out who the ones who are going to stay are, because that's who we want to invest in, are the people who really encourage us to be ourselves and to be fully alive, right? Um, I'd rather you have two friends who really get you than to have hundreds of friends who don't care about you at all. So I think that that we need to rethink that phrasing. So if I say to you, like, be more yourself, be more present, show up, interject, share of yourself, and you're like, I'm scared that people will leave, let them go, right? Thank God they're gone. Great information. Who stays? That's who you need to pour into. That's who you need to give your time and attention to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, if you're friends with a type nine, here are some things to not take personally. Number one, don't take it personally if they don't reach out a lot. In fact, reaching out to them, let them know you're thinking of them is a really nice way to love them, even if you aren't together all the time, right? Just kind of saying, hey, I thought about you today. How are you doing? Or here's what's going on in my life. I want to stay connected, right? Just like making a point to think of them. My husband is a four, but one of my good friends is a nine. And and we joke a lot, like the thing they have in common is like their love language, which is just that you're thinking about me when I'm not there. And just letting them know you're thinking about them can really mean a lot. Number two, don't take it personally if they prioritize the needs of others over you if you're already really close because that can actually mean that they feel comfortable disappointing you, which is a good thing, (laughs) okay? So a lot of times our nines get caught up in not wanting to let people down, not wanting to create a severing of a connection, so they fear saying no because they're afraid of conflict with people, but in the, the closer your relationship gets, the less they're going to play that character because the safer they're going to feel. So they're going to be more comfortable with conflict. They're going to be more comfortable um, talking about themselves. They're going to be more comfortable disappointing you, which is actually a compliment <laughs> because they feel like you're going to be there even if they're imperfect according to their standards. And so don't take it personally if they're kind of yesing all these other people. And This happens a lot in romantic relationships, especially with a social nine. Um, You might find that the romantic partner feels neglected because the social nine is so worried about the group feeling let down by them. And so 
Um, in that case, right, it's the nine's job to work on prioritizing that relationship, but it's also like important for the person in the relationship to know that like it's not how lovable or likable or worthy you are or how much that nine loves you. It's actually a symbol of like how much they trust you not to leave. So it's both, right? The nines need to work on it. And then also we can recognize this is not about me. <laughs> and number three, don't take it personally if they disassociate during conflict. Nines hate conflict. For a lot of them, it can be really scary and overwhelming to their system. And they may like just like quite literally leave their body. Well, literally is not the right word, <laughs> but they can just kind of like whoop, exit their body and just kind of like, I'm not here. I don't feel anything. Nothing's real, which can make them seem kind of unpresent during conflict. And you're trying to have this conversation and they're kind of not fully present. That can be really discouraging. But just recognize that this is like their fear that they have to work through. It's not about like you being too much or you needing too much. It's just about like this nine working on the ability to sit with conflict and figure that out, right? And so there are a lot of creative solutions to this. You know, talk via text. It's, there's like some removal there. Um, I highly suggest that you have an initial conversation via text, but then a lot of clarifying in person, right? Because text can be really misconstrued. I think there's a really good key and peel sketch about this, about how you can receive things very differently but sometimes that like distance can help to have like the truth really spoken but in general you know that's really the nines work it really doesn't have anything to do with you okay let's get into type specific combinations here so type one the pros here for this type one nine combo are that the nine can help the one to be more open-minded and flexible then the one can help the nine to own a sense of purpose the cons here are that ones may feel as though they are carrying the weight of the relationship, which could shut the nines down even further. Twos are great listeners and question askers, which can mean a lot to nines. And nines are great at offering reassurance and space for imperfection and non-judgment, which means a lot to twos. And they both prioritize other people so they can relate on that level as well. The cons are that you may struggle to talk about the things that aren't working for you, both living with an undercurrent of resentment for fear of being the bad guy in the friendship. So you might just kind of like build up some resentment and some passive aggressive ways of trying to get your needs met. With a three, the pros here are that nines bring a space of non-judgment to encourage a three's sense of vulnerability because all threes need someone they can be deeply honest with about like their imperfections. And then threes bring energy and confidence to the nines ambitions, helping them to really put action behind their dreams. The cons is that they may struggle to talk about conflict and resentment can build. There's a pattern here. <laughs> they may become resentful of the patterns you fall into if one of you start to shift and change. For example, like the nine starts to find their voice or the three stops wanting to champion the nine's goals for them. There can be kind of like a, this is not working for me anymore. Fours, the pros here are solidarity and their desire for comfort, creativity, and empathizing with others. Nines can hold space for the big feelings of fours, and fours can help nines to truly find their voice and express themselves. The cons are that you may find yourself stuck in a pattern of irritation with one another, not living up to the expectations that you have, like a four for a nine. 
like fours can be disappointed in their friendships and so they the nines might not live up to the fours expectations or the nine not may not feel heard by the four also when stressed out fours become more volatile while nines shut down which could kind of feed each other right the four becomes more volatile the nine shuts down the nine becomes shut down which causes the four to be more volatile and it just kind of goes on from there fives the pros here is it's kind of a friendship with a lot of space and non-judgment. It's a nice pairing as they both have a calmness about them, but from like different perspectives. The nine brings emotionality and comfort to the dynamic, helping the five to relax. And the five brings patience and curiosity to the nine, which will mean a lot to them. Then the cons, they may not be able to keep the friendship going because like who's going to initiate? Neither of them are really like the types who like pursue new friendships or pursue other people. They like to be pursued. They're both withdrawing types. So they may just kind of forget to reach out. With a type six, the pros here that they're calm and stable and supportive. It could be one of the easiest friendship combinations out there, honestly. The cons are that they both feel social roles to the point of losing themselves if they aren't careful. So they may avoid conflict. They could also find that they struggle to have fun together as they both dislike change and prefer the familiar. So it's like comfort shows, things they already know. And it's so it can be easy to stagnate into a routine that doesn't offer much growth or new experiences. Which brings me to seven, which is kind of the opposite, right? The pros are that both types are fun-loving but unlikely to compete. The seven can come up with fun, exciting things to do, and the nine is often available to do them. Both also tend to not tend to prefer to not have conflict and just move on from things relatively quickly, allowing for a pretty easy dynamic. The cons are that they may ignore the problems in the friendship. When that's gone too far, the nine may become passive aggressive and the seven may say something hurtful. And then we come to eight pros here. They can be relaxing to have someone you trust to take care of things. You know, that's something really nice about our eight friendships. They allow you them to trust that they don't always have to handle things. Can be a lot of mutual respect there, right? Like the pros here for the nine eight combo are that the nine can hold space for the eight to be vulnerable and not judged. And the eight can really put action behind the nine's interests and help them to find their voice. Similar to a four though, the cons here are that the eights can become more assertive and direct, which can shut the nine down, which then can kind of feed itself and turn into a cyclical experience, right? The nine shuts down, the eight becomes assertive and so on. And then our nine to nine combo, the pro here are just like a safety and a comfort and that sense of like non-judgment, holding space, not interrupting. The con is that you might struggle to know, you know, where do we go from here? How do we have healthy conflict? If there's a conflict that needs to be had, you may find yourselves kind of just not speaking for long periods of time and then coming back together wanting everything to just be fine. All right, friends, I hope that that was helpful for you and your understanding of the Enneagram type nine and in yourself if you are a nine. And we're wrapping up this series tomorrow with an interview with Kate Sled about friendships and relationships and that, like specifically friendship breakups and relationships. So excited about that. She's one of my favorite people to interview. You're definitely going to love it. So stay tuned for that one. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.